We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. edition of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. This time, a loss. A rare loss. We haven't done one of these in a while. A 111-101 loss to the Philadelphia 76ers. Friday night in Philadelphia. As you can tell by this intro, uh, we are blessed by another solo Josh Bow MMB After Dark show. Kirk had kind of a rough day, so we're going to give him somewhat the night off. And we're going to see how many times I hold back yawning as someone's in... Someone in my mentions told me that I seem to prone to do when I'm doing these solo and don't have time to take uh, muted yawn breaks when I'm doing these with Kirk. But uh, hey, I get tired. Whatever. Um, as for this game, unfortunately, you know, Mavericks lose. They lose by 10. It was fairly close to start and the Sixers kind of pulled away a little bit toward the end of the second half. Kind of got a little bit of a lead there. And then in the third quarter, kind of just extended the lead and never really looked back. Um, the Mavericks threatened a couple of times, but they never really got it into, it was never a one possession game after the Sixers built a double digit lead. 
Uh, and basically this game was very much similar to the Brooklyn game in terms of like the flow of it, except instead of the Mavericks charging back uh, from a double-digit lead, the Sixers just kind of extended it, and that 12, 13-point lead ballooned all the way to 20 at one point, and the Mavericks really couldn't do anything after that. Philly is really good. Uh, obviously, now with the James Harden trade, uh, they are just a much. They were already a pretty dangerous team, but um, with Harden, you know, it's just they are a bear of a team. And Harden and uh, Joel Embiid combined for fifty six points. They combined for nineteen free throw attempts. Um, it's ju- they made uh, seventeen of those nineteen attempts. It's just really difficult. Joel hit two threes as well, and when he hit, makes a couple threes, it feels like the Sixers are really unbeatable. Um, and the Mavericks just couldn't recover. I mean, the Sixers are a really good team. This is kind of what happens. I mean, I think what's remarkable is that this hasn't happened more to the Mavericks, considering you know they still are playing at a, at a decent talent disadvantage, and when they're playing some of these top four or five teams in the conference, uh, and occasionally you're going to get beat in a long regular season. Luka did not have a good game, and that's kind of the start and finish. If we want to get to the, if we want to get out of here quickly, you know, the Mavericks are not going to beat a team as good as Philadelphia on the road. If Luka's shooting five of twenty from the floor and scoring under twenty points, he had seventeen. He was bothered by you know length and and all night, and the Sixers really did a good job of packing the paint, and you know they doubled him again, and you know the data shows that Luka is the most doubled player in the NBA. So it's not surprising. Uh, it happened again, and this time I feel like the Mavericks just couldn't make the, the Sixers pay. They shot 35, 37.5% from three as a team, but it's a little misleading. Luka was 2 of 10. Some of the makes came uh, when the team was already kind of down big. You know, Bertans made a three in garbage time. Green made a three when they were already down 20. Um Spencer Dinwiddie finally cooled off, had a down-to-earth game. Oh, four from three, four of 12 from the floor, 12 points. Hey, that was going to happen. He had eight rebounds. He really battled. I really, like I've said before, even when he struggles, I still really like the way he goes about um, playing the game and just his aggressive downhill nature. I mean, he had five free throw attempts despite the fact that he couldn't uh, make a shot really, uh, which just goes to show that he's just constantly driving. I know five free throw attempts in 36 minutes isn't a lot, but when you consider... What Luke and Brunson were doing, uh, Brunson had 14 shots, had 24 points, one of his best scoring games in a hot minute. Um, those five free throw attempts were, were not a bad number. But, you know, the Mavericks just really couldn't take advantage of the Sixers' aggressive physical defense. Something that I really noticed in this game is that the Mavericks really missed that threat in the pick and roll from whoever's setting the screen. Dwight Powell had an okay game uh, on the stat sheet with 14 points on 6-9 shooting. But the Sixers were really not concerned with whoever caught the ball kind of in that free throw line, middle of the floor area after Luka got trapped. And whether it was Maxi or Pal, you know, Pal got free for a couple of lobs. But when the Sixers did the hard trap and Pal caught the ball in that area, uh, nothing really happened offensively. Uh, the Mavericks really couldn't take advantage uh, in the second half, especially. Uh, the Mavericks scored 23 points in the third quarter, their lowest scoring quarter of the game, and that's kind of where the game got away from them. Uh, and the Mavericks really need a threat because teams were just not scared of Kleba or Powell catching the ball with space because um, those guys are not playmakers and they're not particularly adept shooters. You know, Maxi kind of maybe had a slump-busting game, you could say. He 
made two three-pointers, which is two more three-pointers than he's made, I think, in like the last two or three weeks. So, I mean, that's a, a welcome surprise at least. Um, so maybe that can carry forward uh, down the stretch here. The Mavericks desperately need that. Uh, but, yeah, Luka was just not good. He couldn't, you know, Joel Embiid and the Sixers' physical defense really bottled him up a little bit. And Brunson was really the only other guy to do stuff with space. You know, everyone else, you know, Finney Smith, Powell, Dinwiddie didn't do much. But Finney Smith and Powell had decent scoring and shooting games, but they were all spot up. You know, it's just the looks. You know, the Mavericks really couldn't generate much offensively. They only had 21 assists on their uh, 37 made field goals. Um only 12 turnovers, which was nice. I mean, they, they played a relatively clean game. They just couldn't get good looks, and when they did get good looks, they just were not converting. So I feel like there's really not much else to say on this one. Um, you know, the Mavericks competed. They didn't let it get into a total Laffer territory. Even when they got down 20 in the fourth quarter, they made a little mini spurt to get it down to like 12 before uh, they pulled the plug and, and rested guys for Tomorrow night, Saturday night's game uh, against the Charlotte Hornets, which will be you know a cha- somewhat challenging game on the second night of a back-to-back. The Hornets play a very frenetic style of basketball, and they can be difficult to contain when when you know Lamelo and Terry Rozier are cooking, and 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 Miles Bridges. Uh, you know they got a lot of guys. They they can put up a lot of points in a hurry. So Mavericks really need to to focus up and regroup and get something going tomorrow night so they can avoid a. A two-game losing streak, which it has been a exceptionally long time since this team has lost two games in a row. Uh, in fact, the last time they lost two games in a row was January 30th and February 2nd against Oklahoma City and Orlando, which was a very bizarre little two-game stretch there. But all in all, like I said, not much to say. Dinwiddie came back down to earth. Luka had a poor game. Mavericks weren't able to take advantage of the space uh created by the Philadelphia double teams and Philadelphia kind of just kept playing that aggressive defense and clogging the paint, trapping Luca because they, I don't think they were too concerned with what the role players were doing. Um, so it's Friday night. If you're listening to this, you're probably listening to it on the weekend. If you are listening to this when it goes live Friday night, more power to you, but let's get out of here. Save our energy. Kirk will be back with me tomorrow, Saturday night against the Charlotte Hornets. Check out the site all weekend. We've got a lot of good stuff from earlier in the week. I've got a column that I wrote with tongue-in-cheek headline about the Mavericks never going to lose another game. And, of course, the very next game they lose, which is just hilarious. I I respect the Mavericks' commitment uh, to good humor there. So we'll be back. Check out the site. Lots of stuff to read. Uh, Check out the podcast feed. There'll be a green, green room after this game as well. And get ready, regroup for a Charlotte Hornets team that it will not that will not be an easy game. So it should be another entertaining game, but the Mavericks will need to win it. So again, Mavericks lose 111-101 to the Philadelphia 76ers. I guess as a looking at the standings real quick before we get out of here, Utah is likely going to win at the time I'm recording this, unless something crazy happens. Um Denver got an overtime loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers. So that was very helpful for, for the Mavericks there. So it doesn't look like, it looks like the Jazz are going to be up a, a full game uh, going into tomorrow. So again, the Western Conference standings is not getting any easier. It's still jumbled up. Uh, we'll see where they go from here. So again, this is Josh Bowe from MavsMoneyBall.com. You've been listening to Mavs Moneyball After Dark. Again, Mavericks lose to the Philadelphia 76ers. 111-101. We will talk to you guys later.
Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.